Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave, and this is a show where we just have a little bit of fun uh, with each other, at each other, I suppose. I, I suppose. Yeah. At times, I but suppose. really trying to have discussions from an older perspective and a younger perspective. I'm a millennial, even though sometimes I don't act like it. And I act like a millennial. And Dave and is not. a baby boomer who oftentimes acts more like a millennial than I do. Yeah. Um, but at least has the wisdom of a... Baby I'm, I'm actually a young baby baby, they have baby boomer. I'm actually a younger one, though. You're a younger one. You're on the yeah, I think side. there's a lot of older baby boomers and dead baby boomers. So. I, I don't know where I land in the millennial. You're, you're kind of, of an older one. I think I'm an older one. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm at the young stage and you're at the old stage. So, But we do have a gap there. And one of the things we're trying to promote is the idea that older people, regardless of what you define as older, Right. I mean, if you're eight years old, there's a 17-year-old that's older. You right. Know? So, but older people and younger people should actually have discussions and not try and necessarily persuade, but, but have discussions because you have different perspectives and different ideas. And, and really, what you're trying to do is glean experience. Right. You know, why is it? Do you feel like if somebody older is talking to you about something that they're smarter than you? Uh, yeah. I mean, most of the time, depending on what they're talking about. Like if you were to talk about like making pizza to me, Dave, then I wouldn't necessarily, no, you, wouldn't. Yeah. you know, but a lot of the times the things that we do talk about, I would say I listen because you're older than me and you have more, more wisdom, more life experience. And, okay. But and yeah, all that. It, it went right back to experience. Right. I right. mean, the reason that you wouldn't listen to me on pizza is because you have more experience making pizza. Right. You wouldn't listen to me making a cake either. <laughs> no. No, even though you do do a cake competition, I do, I do. Yeah, and you know, if you remind me somehow, we, if we can post that cake with the cake video that I did do when I made a cake for a bunch of kids, it's one of the stupidest things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and my dear wife took a, a. It was one of the first times we ever recorded anything, so it's not a good recording, but it's hilarious how I tried to make this cake. You know what I should do? I should bake the cake without anybody knowing and allow you to take it in. There you go. That would be great. Except yeah. for we've changed the cupcakes because I can't handle cakes anymore. Oh, cupcakes. Okay. But anyway, the, the, the whole idea is what we're talking about is really experience. Right. The reason that that video for me making a cake was so stupid was because I never really made a cake. And you didn't know what you were doing. I had no idea. And, yeah. and I kept thinking more frosting will hold it together. <laughs> That was my philosophy. It's a, it's a very good I think I used guess. three cans of frosting on normal size. Cake. Oh, wow. But I had to. I had to. It was falling apart. You and I needed some cement yeah. you know, to hold this thing together because I made a... a, a, a I wouldn't was, say cement, more like goo. Yeah. Well, it was a resurrection cake. It was the empty tomb I made. And, <laughs> and there was a rock that rolled away and everything. And, and it was really quite an elaborate work. Wow. We'll figure out where we can post it because it's yes. kind of interesting. However... The, the whole thing is, it's not, I think sometimes we're intimidated by people because we think they're smart. Right. They may be street smart on something, they may know something, but experience is what we're really trying to gather, not smartness. Smartness, you either have or you don't in certain areas. It's, it's experience. No matter how smart you are, you right. need experience baking pizza or making a pizza or baking a cake. I mean, you need experience. So I, that's what I want to encourage people. I don't want to... I think people are intimidated with anybody who knows a lot more than they do about something, mm. and they won't talk to them. Right. Um, have you ever talked to a scientist? Uh, yes. They can intimidate you. They can. Why do they intimidate you? I mean, when you're talking to somebody who's like in another world brainiac-wise, why, why do they intimidate you? 
Uh, I think it's because they just use a different world of vocabulary and, exactly. they, and they, they put you in a situation where it's like, even if you were to speak up and think as you know something, I'll just throw down some other words and make That's you right. feel as if you don't know anything. Exactly. You know, like even if I were to talk cooking to you and mention like mise en place and all that, you'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah, that doesn't, it sounds like you just had a seizure. Actually. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but I made you feel yeah. <laughs> inferior to je my ne sais quoi. Do you je use ne... any je ne sais quoi in that cake? Yeah, go look that up in the dictionary. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. But people do have that tendency where they feel intimidated just because of the way that people even present the knowledge that they have, right. you know. Well, I want to I throw a general rule out here for um, people who are a little older that are trying to communicate with younger people. Okay. The rule is this. If they didn't understand you, you didn't communicate. Touche. All right. I mean, it's pretty simple. Right. So if you're talking to an eight-year-old about something or a 10-year-old, or I'm talking to you and I, I'm, I'm talking in my 61-year-old language and I have all these experiences, things that you have never heard of. Right. Don't waste my time. Don't waste your time. And that, that makes a lot of practical sense, you know, because even as you said that, I think of even the way that I've had to change my communication with my sons. Right. Because some of my vocabulary, if I were to say, they... It would go in your one out there, in one year out the other because there's no comprehension. Right. So it, just because I'm telling them doesn't mean that they're intaking it. And I think that's a very wise point that if we want to share our life experiences with people, we need to make sure that we're doing it in a way where we're not only communicating it, but there's the understanding of it. Because right. communication without understanding isn't really communication. No, it isn't. And how many times have somebody said, and a parent might have said, oh, I told them. Right. Well, you know what? If they didn't get it, you didn't tell them. Right, right. It doesn't and, matter. What I mean, you that, said. This, this applies to marriage, even. Yes. I mean, this could be a marriage counseling Absolutely. advice, too. You know, you could be communicating with your wife and it'd be like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Now, I've, I've broadened that out, actually, because for me as a teacher, yeah. my general rule is if they didn't learn, I didn't teach. There you go, which makes sense. The truth is, there are people that don't want to learn and I can't do anything to help them teach. But you have all yeah. these little, I have all these little rules in my head because I try and keep it simple. Yeah. So it's, it's to me, there are no bad students, only bad teachers. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a teacher, and so I put the responsibility on my shoulders. So mm -hmm. if they didn't learn, I didn't teach yet. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, you know, their personality, my personality, or anything else. It has to do with, am I willing to put in the work to make it so that they can hear it? Right. Um, likewise, if I'm a student, let's say I'm sitting somewhere learning something, I change the rule. No bad teachers, only bad students. Mm-hmm. In other words, I'm always putting the responsibility back on me. Right, right. For understanding what's going on. Right. So, I, you know, I just think we can help people have better communication generation to generation by just enforcing a few rules if you do that, whether it be you with your children, you and me talking, me talking to someone who's 90 years old and right. in a nursing home. Well, and I think there's, there, there's something else that goes with it because you could be telling me, Dave, something that, that – will have good principles, but maybe the application might have changed because of time. Yep. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, and I think that's part of, of listening and, and, and learning experience as well is that, you know, you might be sharing an experience with me that might be from a situation that might not exist anymore. Exactly. But it doesn't mean that the principle behind your experience isn't still true. Okay. You know, and that's that's a biblical thing. I mean, we read the Bible, and oftentimes things or stories you see in the Bible, you know, whether it be how they used to do different sacrifices, how they used to, you know, travel pretty much by foot everywhere, you know, it, it was a different culture. But the principles, you know, even as we see Jesus teach parables, it's not like we go out and, you know, yep. 
talk about camels and stuff. Yeah, all well, the time. general rules are, you know, are always very good. Right. In general rules, if it's going to be in that category, it needs to go across generations. Right. So when I said, you know, that if I didn't, if you didn't understand me, I didn't communicate. Right. Doesn't matter what generation you're in. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No, that's the general rule, and it's applicable because it's always going to be true. Right. Absolutely. Um, my dad used to share that with me in ministry. There's a lot of times where the methods of ministry become sacred. Mm-hmm. In other words, how we do ministry becomes sacred. Right. You always have to, you know, come to church at this time and sit in the right pew and do. I mean, whatever. Yeah. What he used to say all the time is that principles are are, are what you're looking for. Methods are not sacred principles are and you're a wise person to know the difference yeah absolutely you know and i i used to see this in him he used to not like the music that we used here at camp mm-hmm. i mean he didn't like it yeah he was old him you know yeah. kind of guy and i remember we started something here that that um we took cassette tapes and and i remember the very first one of the very first songs was second to none <laughs> I right. actually remember that song. Yes, and it, well, they still play it once in a while, which is funny. <laughs> but we went out and we put it on a, a five-minute cassette tape, and then in the back, we had a we didn't have a soundboard like they have today. You had a, a PA amp. A PA amp. Uh, yeah, a, a PA amp. They were amps where you just turn them on. And you well, some people don't even know what a cassette tape is, Dave. You're so. right. Well, it was a little thing that you put in there. And, uh, <laughs> so, so we would put the cassette tape in, and it would be a five-minute tape, and we'd play the music. Because here's what happened. Years ago, there used to be musicians that came up every week. Mm-hmm. People who could play piano and do things, and you used to use them in your music. Yeah. It got less and less to where you couldn't even find somebody to play music. Mm-hmm. So now we had to provide it on tape for five minutes. And some of the, the tapes would allow us to broaden our, our base of songs a little bit. Yeah. But someone in my dad's age bracket didn't appreciate those songs. He didn't like the tune or the you know, tone or right. whatever else it might be. But you know what? He let us do it. Mm-hmm. He would stand outside the chapel, I remember, and wait for him to finish and then come in. <laughs> you know? and, uh, but I respected that. I thought, you know what? You're just, this is your world and you really don't appreciate this music. Right. And so I can respect the fact that you're going to stay outside. Now, I've had other older people through times, and you've probably seen them and, and maybe you even know who they are, but they would go sit in the front row and they would put their fingers in their ears. Yep. And they would do that to show that the music that this next generation is playing is all bad. Right. And I'm sitting there thinking, you don't need to do that. Right, right. All this does is estrange people to yourself. There is no possible way that, that we need to make somebody else like what we like. Mm-hmm. However, there are principles. Right. So the songs... To me, if the songs are valid for worship, and they, they need to be about God. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Are they about God? Are they accurate with what the Bible says? Absolutely. If they're all about me and my response, and my, then I'm not as into them because I think that's a principal method thing. Right. right. So I, I, I do think this, this first section has been somewhat interesting as we're just talking about how you communicate mm-hmm. with people. Um, uh, in, maybe in the second half here of the program I can talk, there's been times where I've had to sit with professors and talk to them. And you talk about having your head spun around and not and leaving thinking that you are the most moronic, stupid person that ever walked the face of the earth. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they can do that. Right. And sometimes they like doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to be careful that that doesn't happen or you're not going to have influence in the next generation at all. Right. Uh, and the other way around, too. I right, mean, if absolutely. You're, if you're trying to talk to me about stuff, you better narrow the focus a little bit. 
Right. And part of it is being willing to listen. You know, it's it's part of communication is not only communicating so the other person understands, but it's also then having a listening ear where, where you pay attention to what the person's saying. Because yep. you could be sitting here communicating as effectively as you can, and I could just be like, oh, Dave's old. I'm not going to listen to him. That's right. You know, but why? Why would I do that? Unless you, you had know? the rule, no bad teachers, only bad students. Right. And then if I have the rule, no bad Right, you know, students only. In other words, we both had the same rule. Right. Then we would actually connect. Right, absolutely, because we'd both be doing our role to make sure that exactly. we're communicating effectively, and that's what you got to remember and and realize that that like you even the example with your dad, like you may disagree on things, but like you said, it's the principle and the understanding that goes along with it. You know, as long as it doesn't go against something that Scripture teaches. Right. You know, if it goes, it's a different story when it when it goes along those lines. And but you could try and spiritualize it and make it sound like it's something that goes against oh, what yeah, the Bible I mean, our, teaches. Oh, yeah, our culture is very, very good at that, I would say. You know. But you diminish Scripture when you do that. Right, absolutely. And you take it out of context when you do that. Yeah, we don't want to do that. We want to be able to be people who actually can communicate with one another. And when you disagree with one another, be able to disagree in a very healthy way. And if it is something that one of the parties actually feels is, is very dangerous down the road, you need to have the freedom to say that. Right. And, and give them a reason why, but do it in a way where they can actually understand what you just said. Right. And, and in, at the end of the day, that creates a healthy relationship. You know, that's what it's all about to do life together as believers is because you're you're challenging each other at that point. You know, you, at the end of the day, the heart is, is that each of you, as you communicate, would want to make the other person more like Christ. And that's really the ultimate purpose. And realizing that you can do that by listening and talking to people from different life perspectives, as opposed to just surrounding yourself with the same like-minded people. Um, and that's why it's challenging to do that. And so we're just starting this discussion. I think it's a, it's a good discussion that we're having. We encourage you to, to hang around and talk with us. We'll do, take a short break and be right back here on Younger and Older. Hey, welcome back to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. And we're in a discussion talking about communication and listening and talking and, and learning how to effectively communicate so there's understanding and so that, can, so that you can actually share life experience and really speak truth into each other's lives and have kind of growth happen um, across generations. Um, and I think I think the conversation's going well. And Dave, I, in the break there, we were kind of talking, and you brought up this guy's name yeah. where you've kind of derived some, some thoughts from. Yeah, you know, first of all, I have to say that I really do believe that if you understand what I've said, that's the purpose of communication. Yeah. I want to say that because I can't spell worth a lick. And, and sometimes my grammar isn't all that good. Because you lick when you spell. That's right. <laughs> and and I can't in my grammars and all that. As I you know, I've written books, and right. what happens is people will correct all your grammar. Yeah, I, I honestly have looked at editors and said, "Did you understand what I said?" Mm-hmm. And they'll say, "Of course," and I want to walk away. Right. It's like that was my point. I <laughs> I just wanted you to understand. I said not having a comma there made it so you couldn't understand it. Now all the English teachers are falling out of their chairs. It's true. It's true. I, I'm right there with you because you know, I'm not an English person myself. But in the same respect, I understand what they're saying. Don't be a distraction in your communication. Right. Right. So if there's a way to do it with a comma and there's a way to do it with you know, right with structure, then or... go ahead and do that. Right. Because you don't want to be a distraction in it either. Because what happens is when you are edited properly, it flows without distraction. Right. And if you're not edited properly, it stops, and people are starting to notice the lack of comma. Right. And now they're missing the point. 
Right. Now they're focusing more on the, the dots and the eyes. Get yourself an editor is what I learned. I mean, you, you get yourself one and listen to them, and when they come to you, it's great. But there, <laughs> there's, there's, a, um, there's a guy that came up with these levels of communication. I've kind of messed around with him, but his name is Powell. Sure. If you've ever been in a communication class, you've, you've heard of him. And, and I'm going to tell you what I've done. I've been it. in a communication class, and I, maybe I just forgot. Yeah, you could have forgotten. I probably did. But he came up with five levels of communication. Five levels. Five levels. What I like to do is say they're not only levels of communication, but they're levels of relationships. Okay. You know, because communication is relationships. Absolutely. I fully agree. Right? You pray to God, you have a relationship with him. You you know, you spend time with people, you have a relationship with them. And people don't have a relationship with somebody, they don't spend time with them, and they don't understand them, and they don't listen to them. Yeah. So uh, the number, the, the, what happens is everybody goes through this system. Right. And, and you start with somebody at level one. And level one is just a cliche level. Okay. So I might come to you at a, a place I've never met you before and go, hey, who are you? And you Jason go, hey, man, how's it going, dude? You know, and I'm, I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, I really don't care how's it going. I'm just, I got nothing else to say. Right, right. You're kind of just shooting the breeze. Yeah, all of us talk. have a go-to phrase. Right. When you see somebody and you don't know them and you're just, you know, hey, <laughs> you know, what does that mean? Yeah, you what know, does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. Um, so you go to the cliche level. Yeah. Now, the, the next level, if, if somebody starts talking to you, the next level would be news, report, facts, that kind of thing. So you've seen it probably on a subway or a, a train or, or you're getting on a bus and, hey, how you doing? Great. Yeah, it's cold out. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, at, I'm having flashbacks to Ireland, Dave. Yeah. You know, because you walk down the street and every, if you've never been to Ireland or if, you, if you're in Ireland, I'm not making fun of you at all uh, because they're very friendly, very talkative. But you walk down the street, it's like, well, what's the crack? And that's their way of saying, you know, how's it going? What's yeah. up? You know, so that's level that's, one. That's a cliche. But then without almost pause, oh, powerful day, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it a powerful day? You know, and, and they're commenting on the weather because exactly. in Ireland, it's either sunny or it's raining. You know, so either talking about the sunshine and how it's a great day or it's raining. And you can have that conversation, no joke, about 100 times a day. Yep. No joke. And then do it all again the next day. People, Even if it's like another... Sunny day. <laughs> yeah, peop, people are gifted at newscasting and cliches. It's great. Newscasting is so easy. Right. Or, it, or it's gossip, yeah. you know, whether it's news or gossip. Yeah. Or, it's, it's chilly out today, and, and um, I'm wearing more coats than I normally wear. That's right. And so-and-so is dating so-and-so. Yeah, you, you, ought to, you ought to be a newscaster is what you should be. There you go. And I don't have a relationship with my newscaster. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you if you live in Wisconsin, turn on the news and watch the news because yeah. it's hilarious. It's yeah. different from the city. Yep. But anyways, that's a side point. So so number two. So if I'm meeting somebody, you usually start with cliches. You move down to news. The third thing is you start giving some opinions. Okay. So you might talk about I I like this kind of cold weather. Oh. Now it's an opinion. It's an opinion. Now what happens there is whenever I've said that, people who don't like cold weather beat me to a frazzle. Right. It's like, how could you like this? On and on about how bad I am. Right. And, and you know what? Or the fact that that you don't like hot weather. Right. Or, or you don't like hot weather. So, you know. so and what, they'd be like, well, how do you not like hot weather? Don't you like going to the beach? Exactly. And what happens is I back up right back to level three, and that's where I stay with them. Yeah. Well, it is cold out. That's right. for sure. Level two, you mean. Back yeah, level, level two, two, I mean. Yeah. So I go back and I go, you know what? It is cold. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just go yeah, over I guess. I guess you got to wear a coat during this time period and you'll be okay. Now I'm level two. I'm just reporting the news that everybody knows. Yep. Because they wouldn't let me go any further without beating me up. Sure. Uh, the fourth level is the level of feelings. A little different than opinions. Okay. I'm actually saying, you know what? Um, this, this weather makes me depressed. 
I, I, I don't like. So, yes. you know, so now I'm sharing. So it's revealing a little bit more. A little bit more about, yeah. and they're going, well, you're a sick person now. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, I open myself up, and they're, now they're going to try and throw something at me to cure me in 30 seconds. You know, well, did you ever get a happy light and put your face in it? You know, like, <laughs> uh, yeah. And you know, I'm, where am I going? I'm, all, I'm going back to level two already. It's like, That's yeah, right. it's cold out, and those happy lights are bright. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, we, we, but they're so relaxing. Yeah, we solved nothing at this point. Right now, the main reason is because as I pushed down the levels, whatever they are, the response back to me was it was either going to let me go further. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to make me go backwards, right? So I want everyone to think of that when they're in a conversation with somebody. Okay, you know. So if if you're in a conversation with somebody, it's not wrong to start with a cliche, go to the news. Just ask yourself, how long will it take me to get to level five, which is the final one, which is absolute truth? Okay, your breath stinks, right? You know, I mean, absolute truth. Dave, you forgot to shower. Today. Exactly, something like that. You know, you you need to go do this, right? And in order for you to get to absolute truth. You have to give, be given permission to do that. Mm-hmm. And if you just start there at absolute truth, you probably turn a lot of people away from yourself. Right. Because you haven't gone through a process of relationship or relating to them at mm-hmm. that point. Right. In other words, these are more natural than they are bad. Right. I'm not saying that it's, if you have It's a, almost like the natural relationship we have with people. You right. Know, some people you can go to level five right away with. Right. You know, uh, and then other people, you know, usually just get to level, you know, some, some, maybe it's only level one and two, you know? Yep. Uh, I mean, I get that a lot of camp just because there's, you know, we have 2000 ish campers this summer and they're like, Oh, Hey Jason, how's yeah. it going? I'm like, Hey buddy. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. I don't even know their name. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and, and you're not going any further. At this and that's point. about it. You know, I mean, occasionally I, I might not know the person and they open up just because of the camp context and they, well, and they see me and they trust me, you know, which is great. And that's the thing is that as you communicate more, the more authentic you can be, um, because in the illustrations you gave with the different levels, oftentimes I think m- many people are willing to go deeper, but oftentimes they get turned off. Right. You know, in the communication or, process, or they're not at a point where they're going to open up and right. share with you. Right. And that's totally fine. Yeah. I have I have guys because they know me from speaking. So there's there's one guy in particular, but there's several. They'll sit down and go, "So how's it going with you?" I'm I, and I answer cliche. Right. Fine. And then I'm quiet and I go back to eating or whatever and go. So how's it going with you? Uh, good yeah how about you great oh good yeah where'd we go right now we haven't gone anywhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and and, and this is a relatable thing for anybody but but we know we're going nowhere right both if he asked me a third time right you know i'm gonna i might dive in a little bit (laughs) you know but (laughs) i don't know yet because honestly as a public person People want to know who you are, and they want to know what you're about, and they. Right. It's more of a gossip chain thing, and I don't care to provide all that for anybody. Right. Absolutely. But there are people you go down to level five with. You just you start there. I mean, right. There, and, and I would encourage it. You know, if you're if you're listening to this, if you don't have any of those level five people in your life that you could be real with, then you need to start opening up more and, and communicating more. Right. You know, because I'm sure Dave, do you have anybody in your life where they just come and they say, you know what, let's just. Forget steps one to four, and let's just talk level five. Well, I think there's. I a mean, lot, they might not come out and say that. No, but. there's a lot that way. It, a lot of them are are just friends from history. Yeah. I mean, you get a guy like a Dave Bradley who is now, uh, you know translating the Bible in Africa. Yeah. You know, he comes back for the summer there, and I've said it this way before: there are people that that come and go out of your life, right? And when they come back, it's like they never left. You, right. You just Absolutely. pick up where you left off. Right. 
And it's not that, that you've been communicating intimately the whole time they're gone. Right. It's that there's a relationship that's already there and a trust that's already been established. Um, and I've had that experience too yeah. where I can even ask, like, how are you doing? But they know, they, they skip the level one response. And with that question, they take it to a level five yeah. because of the relationship that's there. They know that when I'm asking that question to them, I'm not asking them to say good. Right. I'm asking like, no, how are you really doing? Like, how, how's life? How's your walk with God? And that's all encapsulated in that. Right. You know, and for some people, it's you got to spell it out a little bit more. But depending on the relationship, like you said, and, and I think it's important and I think it's very applicable to think of these levels because we all know that it's there and we all know that the, the, the times where we're being super superficial and then we know the times that we're starting to maybe open up and then we know the people that we do open up with. And that's all ways that we communicate. And you have to be careful because you're, you're really quick to kick it back down. Right, absolutely. So you have, to, you have to watch that. And don't be afraid, especially you know from somebody who's older than you, if they're trying to pursue that, don't necessarily always kick that down because I think we might have that tendency too is that if we have somebody that's, you know, so Dave, I mean, you're you're twice my age. Right. You know, if I were to say, man, he's twice my age, I'm only going to go to level two with him because right. he's twice my age. The things I can lose out on because of your life experience, or, or this the, is going back to what we've been talking about in yeah. the first half of the show even. Or, or the support that you're going to miss because, right. I mean, to think that, oh, no, you know, I have these feelings, someone dies in your family. Right. Whatever, whatever else. We've been dealing with one of our staff members who, who's a younger staff member that lost both of their cars in like a week. Right. You know, well, I've experienced that. Right. Or So I can go and talk to them about it. They don't absolutely. need to. And, and if they say, well, you know what, I'm sorry, I feel really bad about this. Well, you should. Right. So all of a sudden I've just affirmed the fact that the feelings are okay. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Or like this, this past Christmas, you know, all three of my boys were sick, you know, and it was just tiring. I was emotional wrecking. You came over and you're like, don't worry, they're going to get better. It's like, okay. Yeah, you know, and it wasn't anything medical or anything. It's you just know, like I mean, it's just an old guy. It's that, just everything at once, and yeah, it was just an old guy. Like I remember when my kids were at that point. Don't worry, there's another side to it. Yeah, and, and, and they did get better, and now right. they're back and now they're healthy around. and they're running around. And but in the moment, sometimes we lose we lose sight of that, and we need somebody else, whether it be somebody older than us, somebody the same age as us, to be able to come in and speak truth. Right, you know, which is that. But level again, five. it goes two ways. You reached out to us. Right, absolutely. Like my wife and I would not force ourselves into a younger right. person's life absolutely. to tell them you're okay. Right. We're not going to force that. Right. Because of the level that you were willing to go to right away, it's like, no, come over and right. say I, hi. Yeah, I think my text okay. was, yeah, come over and can you pray with yes. us? I think and, it was my no text. No problem. Yeah. Linda and I then understood, here's where you're at. Right. Let's go give him a hand. Right. Now, that is where you have to learn level five communication comes in. There's two sides of it. You need to be willing to go there, but right. you need to invite somebody else there. Absolutely. And I would also suggest that you don't invite everybody there. Right. The Bible says not to cast pearls before swine. They don't know what to do with it. There's some people that don't know what to do with your story. Right. And I would suggest that you don't give them your story from the start. Right. right. That, that there are people that you have to have in your life that you can do that with. But there are others that you need to be careful with because it's not going to be helpful. I like, I don't mind telling anybody anything if I'm convinced they know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. You know, so if they know they need to pray for it, you know, they need to be a part of a solution. They need to just, you know, understand that life is this way. Right. Okay. That, now you can share it with them. But if it's going to hit the gossip chain, right, then it, forget it. Don't right. even share it with them. So, uh, I, you know, There's enjoy these little 
levels and see what you can do to get people to a level five. And if you have about five people level five, you're a fortunate man or woman. Right. You know, and that's where the growth happens and that's where the real relationships happen. And so we hope you enjoyed this discussion about communication. And I just want to challenge you, you know, if you're one that doesn't naturally communicate or invite you know, somebody older than you or even investing into somebody younger than you, I would encourage you to do that. Uh, continue to, to, to check us out. Go to uh, Relate365.com. You can listen to some of our old podcasts and stories to kind of get caught up on where we're at in this discussion. And tune in next time. This is Jason and Dave here on Younger and Older.